Show. Make Money Mondays. All right, SMS lines 31702 31567. Call lines 011-883-0702 or 021-446-0567. Make Money Mondays. Anything you want to know about investing offshore. I'm joined now by Barry Omani, founder of Veritas Wealth Management, financial planner of the year for 2013. Barry, very good evening to you. Good evening. Ready to go. Make money offshore. All right, let's begin by defining what is an offshore investment. Okay, well, there's probably four ways of getting money or getting exposure offshore. The first is where you do it yourself. Uh, You apply for a a tax clearance and you can take up to 10 million rand per individual now offshore. So you would apply um, to your bank, you would get clearance, you get a tax clearance from SARS. You then hand that to your bank. And if you have 10 million rand uh, or as a family, 20 million rand, uh, you and your wife, and you can put 20 million rand, convert it uh, and put it into either a bank, your own bank account offshore or into an investment uh, uh, directly offshore. Now, the thing here is when you withdraw the money, the money can stay offshore. So it's, it's out of South Africa, but you have an offshore exposure. The second way of doing it is where you take rands and you invest in specific what are called feeder funds, unit trust feeder funds, uh, and there you're getting an offshore exposure. So you go into a global equity fund, a global income fund, a global cash fund. Which are rand-based. Which, which are rand-based. Um, and when you withdraw the money, it will come back into your rand bank account. Okay, so it's an offshore okay. exposure again. The third way of doing it is, um, you know, South African entrepreneurs. I remember once being on a, uh, being stuck in Joburg with 30 degree heat on the runway uh, beside this very big Afrikaans um, businessman. And he said, so I was asking him what he did. And he said, no, he transports um, vegetables, fresh vegetables all around Africa. I went, well, gee, that must be quite, quite a tough business. I mean, what do you do? And he explains to me, well, you know, Barry, when an elephant sits in the road in Africa, the elephant is sitting in the road. And what's been happening over the last number of years, probably the last 10 years, is that the businessmen running the the big companies in South Africa are getting more and more offshore exposure. I I heard uh, Ford Asset Management speaking recently and their top 10 holdings, 70% of the income is actually coming from offshore. So you're investing in South African shares with the specific purpose of getting the benefit of the fact that they're outside South Africa. Yeah, their income's coming. Like NASPERS is, is the exceptional extreme of that, where most of that income is, is coming from, from that, that Chinese company that they're investing Lots in. Lots more, SAB, Sasol, others, all of which have considerable income streams from overseas, and, but I'm still investing in RANDs, getting a return in RANDs. Correct. Okay. And, now, and then the last one is, Everybody is probably, so if you've got a pension fund of any sort who somebody else is managing for you, that pension fund is allowed to put 25% offshore. I don't think there's a single manager in the country that has not taken up to 25% offshore. So people are actually getting that. So now you've got a 25% direct within your pension fund and your JSC, the, the local stocks could actually be facing offshore already. So actually people are actually getting a lot more offshore exposure than they're actually aware of. Okay, let's talk about that exposure. How, how much in a weighted portfolio, how much do I want to be offshore? Okay, so as I mentioned, the prudential investment guidelines, so a pension fund is, is actually limited to 25%. So, But if I look at my global thing, okay, I know 25% of my pension fund is offshore. What should I be doing when I look at the whole thing together? Okay, so when you ask asset managers, you know, if you d- weren't limited to 25%, they will tell you, 
you know, up to last year, they were going 40%. And then you say to them, well, what are you doing with your own money? Uh, and you'll find they'll be saying something between 65 and 80% of their money, their personal money. Yeah, it's a big number. That's a big number. Big number. Now, for us as a business, we, we find that just too much. Um, what are the downsides of that? Why is that yeah. too much? Let's just start with a very simple one with the RAND. So I have a mate of mine, Hugo. He, he's a trader. And Hugo, um, one, one time he was sitting in our office and, and he was saying, oh, I'm going to sell the RAND today. And it was back when the RAND was 650 to the dollar. So we said to him, so, so what do you think about the RAND? And he said, no, it'll move at 20%. So a couple of seconds later, one of us said, well, is that going up or is it going down? He goes, you choose. And, and that's the thing about a currency. So, so right now we're all at Bry's or at dinner parties or having a drink with our friends and everyone is going, that's a one-way bet. You know, the, the currency's gone and it's not going to get stronger again. Well, you know, just last week I noticed that it went from 1840 to the pound to 1760 in a week. That's a 4%. Now, that's a major move in anybody's portfolio. So if you have taken the move or an asset manager has taken a move of putting 80% offshore, the currency strengthens, which you can easily do, by 4%, your portfolio. What, what do you take of the view? A lot of people take that their offshore investment, even if, uh, even if the RAND doesn't weaken, is a sort of form of insurance policy. It's like uh, you're taking it like insurance against a worst-case scenario. If the RAND really falls out of bed, the South African economy gets into real grief. I can't expatriate my money. If I've got a solid percentage offshore, I'm insuring against that possibility. It's almost like paying an insurance premium. Okay, so, so let's look at that in two ways. First of all, you should have a diversified portfolio. So you should, at all times, have some exposure offshore. Mm. Now, you can overweight it and you can, you can underweight it. Um, so, but, but the important thing is, and this is the problem with us as investors, it's a bit like us as South Africans as supporters. You know, when we win, we're on the extreme, and when we lose, we're on the extreme. And you have to be very careful with currency um, right now because it's very weak, so we're all very negative and we can't actually see a single positive around us. But the thing is that the currency can strengthen on us quite quickly. The second thing is that we, you do need, we do have currency risk or a country risk, should I say? There is a country risk, uh, and it is good to have and the currency risk. So, so it is good to diversify uh, across that. And also, you're looking to get exposure to different economies and different companies that we aren't available on the JSC as well. So, so you want a slice of apple as the most obvious example? Exactly. Slice of apple, that was quite good. I didn't realize <laughs> I was doing that. that was an intentional pun of the night. All right, uh, let's go back to this percentage thing. You talked about 25% as a limit on a pension fund manager. Most, uh, you talked about 40%, and then some saying they're actually doing 60%. Where do, where do you set it? Well, it depends. Okay, so, so let's come at it this way. As a financial planner, a certified financial planner professional, what you do, what we do, and we sit down with people as we say to them, look, what, what we need to do is you have chosen to live in South Africa. You're going to continue to live in South Africa. And you're going to need RANDs. And you're going to need RANDs and your liabilities in RANDs. So let's like bring ourselves back to the year 2000, 99, 2000. The RAND shot out to 20 to 1 to the pound. Um, it, was, it was all negative. Uh, the political stuff was all very negative as well. People in this town, the best businessmen in town, bonded their houses, took them, said it was another Zimbabwe, took their money, rebonded their house, took the money offshore at 20 to 1, and then they invested it in ec offshore equity. What happened? The tech bubble burst, 
So they lost money, like significant money in the markets, and then the rand went and strengthened from that point on. So their loss was massive. It's actually only probably in the last 18 months that those people, and then they're clever people, they're very good businessmen, but they overdid it. The thing that you always have to question, question is, what if I'm wrong? You know, you always, so you, you, you put a scenario together and then you actually have to, the second question to ask yourself, well, what if I'm wrong? And that's where diversification uh, comes into play. But where we as financial planners would be dealing with people is to look at what your liabilities is. You could look at um, having an offshore exposure within that to, to smooth that gap and then to turn around and say, okay, now I've got surplus money here. I have a million or I have two million or I have... 10 million rand that I actually don't need to take In my care dreams, of my- I have 10 million <laughs> lying around, but we'll just carry with this fantasy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so whatever that number is, so as a financial planner, we can actually work that out for you. Like how much do you need on the lifestyle based on your lifestyle and your needs of what you want to do. So that's the first thing. So we can work that out. And now we can actually say, and not that many people can do this, is they actually have the surplus. And with that surplus, you can either be ridiculously conservative and put the money into money market, or you can be ridiculously aggressive, um, whatever that means, or just silly with the money. And with that money, that's where you can you can tilt the portfolio. So that's why I'm not answering your question uh, directly. No, you, you are. You're saying on your basic portfolio, on your solid needs, you balance it properly, yes. and then you might use anything after you've done that to upweight uh, offshore. But your first priority is to make sure you balance yeah. properly. Lots more questions coming up. We're talking about investing offshore on Make Money Mondays with Barry Omani. Any calls, any issues, any questions around offshore investing of any time, 31567 or 31702, text me or give me a call, 011-883-0702 or 021-446-0567. Back in a moment with Barry Omani. It is a quarter to eight. John Matham, weekday afternoons, three to six. The issue of the Rhodes Scholarship. Eusebius Mackay is author and political commentator. So the criticism is well taken, but the criticism is one I've thought about for years, that when wealth is acquired in an unjust manner, the wealth may legally belong to the person who acquired it in an unjust manner. But there's a moral sense in which they do not have entitlement to it. John Matham on Cape Talk, your number one news and talk station. So you go for a... You expect a... But all you hear is a... After a moment of... You do the right thing of... And soon there's a... At your door. That's because our teams work in specific areas and don't have to. All over town to get to you. So when you hear a... Give us a... Which means when your drain or plumbing is in a fix, call 551-2316. Roto-Rooter. Kenny Rogers, Grammy Award-winning country music star and music icon. You got no Kenny Rogers, the farewell tour. 18th June at the Grand Arena, Grand West. Book now at CompuTicket. Kenny Rogers, the farewell tour. Presented by Mnet, another big concerts experience. While you walk back into your house after your morning jog, trying to catch your breath, two people are going to take their last breaths. 
two people who will be among the 47 on average killed on South Africa's roads today. 47 people who will die unnecessary deaths. Stop the body count. Drive safely. Lead SA. The Money Show. Make Money Mondays. Talking investing offshore, Garrick in Bryanston. Hello, Garrick. Good evening to you. Good evening, gents. Thanks for taking my call. Pleasure. What can we do for you? Uh, my question's twofold. Um, I'm actually immigrating to London, so interested in the topic. Um, firstly is, what is the best medium through which to send your money offshore, i.e. through a bank is the only way I know? Are there alternative means, and what are the best fees associated with that? Second part of the question is, once your money is there, do you go through a financial advisor or similarly like what I do here, do you look for the best performing unit trust and invest in that? Uh, what is the best way to do it overseas versus here? Okay, Garrick, two questions there. The first one for you, Barry, uh, how do you get, and it doesn't just apply to someone moving, all of us, we want to get money offshore. You talked about that 10 million rand allowance. Mm. What's the best way to do it? Um, well, apparently, uh, I've heard that we, as a country, our forex that that trade that buy and sell gap is probably one of the biggest in the world. Apparently, so we we actually pay huge amounts to our banks on that. Um, so, so we actually look at some smaller players in it. Um, smaller banks, you mean? No, just just people that actually do that do that trade for us. Um, so, if I don't know if I'm allowed to mention names, you might. You might. Uh, so, there's a, uh, Forex Capital is is a company that we use. Uh, or our clients actually use it. We so just I can use that as them. an individual? I can, yeah, I can you find, contact, look them contact, up. And, and they will offer you, what, a better exchange just, rate? Just narrower, yeah. The gap is narrower. So The narrow a, gap you're talking about between the buy and the, and the sell, sell price. Exactly. Okay. So. Um, and are there others in that space? Uh, how do, how do there, people track them down? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would look that up. I mean, uh, Google that or something and, and just look for some players in that area. That's the only company we And use. they are transferring it to a bank at the other end. To the bank. Your uh, bank. Or my you, bank. You're telling course. them to, what to do, yeah. All right. And then when you get there, I presume your answer to Garrick is the same rules apply here. You, you ideally need a financial advisor unless yeah. you're going to play a very straightforward game on a tracking fund or yeah. a unit trust. Yeah. So, so uh, if you're going to the UK, um, I mean, there's some very good advisors over there. Look up like certified financial planners or CFA is a thing. No, it's not CFA over there. Um, but there are some very good guys there. But but in the UK, it's going. It's there's an ISA, which is their tax-free savings. So that's a, probably a very good way to start with your pension fund uh, once you get there. Well, is um, that similar to the thing that we've just announced here, yeah, which is a, a tax-free savings plan? Yeah, I, and the yeah. Americans have a K something, don't they? They've got a, no, an equivalent, yeah. a, a sort of packaged tax-free. Exactly, uh, but in the UK, apparently, it's seven thousand pounds a year. So it's it's like quite a lot of it's quite a lot of money. So, Garrick, I think I, I hope that's helpful. That there are alternative routes to a bank. Obviously, a little bit more hassle involved. Um, and start with an ISA. Find the tax-free option. Take yep. that to the maximum. Exactly. And then do something beyond that. That's right. On, on conventional... And the other thing is offshore indexation does work offshore. There's no doubt about that. So, so that's another... Index funds. Index funds, Okay. Yeah. Uh, query from Adam on 31702. Do you consider Steinoff to be an offshore investment? It probably is these days. I know it's made them, not a massive purchase of pep stores here, but uh, yes. they are so exposed in Europe that presumably yes, that counts as, a, as yeah, an offshore they would investment. Have an offer. I don't know what the percentage is, but yes. 
I don't know who Miriam is, but she says I could listen to Barry all, all night. What a beautiful voice, and I get to learn about investing while I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you've got to tell your friends and relations to stop uh, texting the show. <laughs> Barry, let's talk about now. Okay, we've talked about the amount or the percentage that goes offshore. I've made a decision. When you go offshore, do you then have to weight that in the same way that you do locally? People talk about you've got to be spread across asset classes. Yeah. Okay, so, so a big um, problem we come across when people come to see us is, is that people are actually sitting in cash uh, in, in, they're just delighted to have the money out of South Africa and, and now uh, it's sitting in a, in a money market or in a bank account and as we know earning very little if not you, you could even be getting a negative return at the moment you, you must remember that, that you need that money to grow um, and, and your asset allocation once it's there is very important so that asset allocation probably should follow suit to South Africa I know historically people have been more defensive and they've held less equity and whatever but actually if you, if you once the money is offshore so now you've made that decision um, it, Equity is the asset class of choice of all asset managers globally now. You know, there is no return in cash. There is uh, bonds in the long term, medium to long term, are going to give you a negative return so that they believe that actually really good blue chip stocks will actually still give you a return. So if in doubt, now how do I do that? How do I find a route into offshore stocks? I know how I do it locally because there are fund managers that will offer a global equity fund of some kind. How would I do that if this is part of my 10 million, I've taken it to the UK, how, what would be my best route into finding uh, what blue chip sh- stocks to be in? Okay, well, uh, I would recommend that you find yourself a certified financial planner professional. That would be the first first thing. Um, the, the one thing which I said to Garrick earlier is, is that um, indexation does work offshore. Um, there's, there's no doubt about so that. Find the, Locally, find you the can standard, the Satrix equivalent, an index fund running. Uh, yeah, so so you're going to keep your 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 costs uh, down quite low. What about property? There, there are a lot of tempting offers in the market. You know, buy yes. property in London, buy a share of property in London, mm. uh, get the rental income, all of that. That's a very that's a that's a very sort of fashionable way of of getting offshore. Yeah. Um, if so, physical property. You mean, Mike? yeah, buying a yeah. buying a flat so, in London and getting the getting the the rental. I'm not mad about that. Uh, one, because of the premium that you're paying for that at the moment. Um, you know, you, you look at the yield relative, you know, you get good rent, which looks like a lot of pounds, but actually you put it back as a yield as a percentage, they're quite low. By that you mean the costs of running the property? Uh, no, the rental yield. Yeah. So, so you, you get... Uh, let's say if you if you, the the house costs you a hundred and you get a, a one back, um, that's a one percent yield okay. that you're getting on it. All right. Um, so you actually have to look and see like how high is that yield. So if you if you're getting five, six, seven percent, then then it's then maybe it's not such a bad thing. You've got the hassle factor that you're running a property, a physical property, um, and, and you're here. Um, so so that that's also something that's not all that attractive. Um, and the prices that you're paying in London in particular. Now, if you go out of London, if you go anywhere from the Midlands on, you, you're actually, I've heard of people getting close to 8 9% yields now, today. So, but then you're not in, you're, you're not going to get the capital appreciation that, that you're going to get in London, potentially. Right. Okay, so as with all property markets, it's a difficult call. Very, yeah. Very difficult and you need to know, you need to know what you're doing. But I suppose if you've got people on the ground there who can look after the property for you, there's, 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 a, yeah. 
there's there's value in that okay we got we need to bring it to a close I would just just uh, there's a couple of queries here that are of the technical nature I'm sorry I haven't had time to get to them I'd rather stay more in the general space uh, take it back to where we began uh, offshore investing what would be your sort of what's your key advice to people as they go into this space uh, what do you tell them to keep a clear focus on be aware that you your risks are in- increasing um, people think that you're going into a safer environment, you're actually going into a much more volatile environment. So if equity can lose 30%, 35% as it did when Lehman Brothers went down, um, it's for a South African, it's 35% plus whatever the RAND could do at that time. So so you could be seeing like a 50, 60% So movement. you're betting on two things. You're betting on the market's and, and the rand yeah. and if those both go against you you've got a compound effect yeah and that has happened and it probably will happen at some point in the future again so you need to be just very careful uh, you do need to have offshore exposure you should be getting there over time if you haven't but the big players the rich people of south africa the uh, the fund managers they're already there you know they're, they're in place they're in position already it's just people in the last year or two if you've made your fortune the last year or two well, at some point over time, you're going to have to slowly get there. And to get there, don't park it in money markets or bank accounts, back equities on a conservative, either blue chip or tracker basis exactly. would be your starting point. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you've got money to play with the play with the big boys. Yeah. Okay, Barry Money, thank you very much indeed. As always, uh, founder of Veritas Wealth Management, financial planner of the year for 2013 on Make Money Monday.